missing one member. Are we? Yes, I own. Oh, I own. I believe she's ill. She is ill. In fact, we communicated with her. I got a wonderful email from her yesterday, but she's really having a tough time uh, with her health. And her, she has declined to um, apply to renew her position, and so we have an ad on the street to recruit an additional commission committee member until she's well again, and then we'll be happy to welcome her back. So we will call this meeting to order and ask for approval of the meeting minutes from November 13th. Just um, one correction, actually two corrections. Um, under item five, the presentation on the audit, we have Mr. Badawi's name misspelled when we talk about him personally, but I think we have a correct for the firm. So we have B-A-D-O. Thank you, Tamara. Are there any other corrections or additions <coughs> to the minutes? I, I have one on the minutes. The minutes don't reflect that you called for public comment and there was none. You'll recall that, I believe. You might want to look at the agenda. I was there. I recorded it. Actually, you have a recording. The minutes, the minutes do reflect that. Um, <coughs> item four, public comment. Seeing no one coming forward to speak, public comment time was closed. <coughs> on the minutes. If any further corrections, additions, um, may I ask for um, approval of the minutes of the meeting of <coughs> November 13th? Thank you. Is there a second? Second. Raphael, all, in, all approve? Aye. 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 Any objections? None. Um, it is now time for open time for public expression, up to three minutes per speaker on items <coughs> not on the agenda. Um, items will be heard by the committee without return, comment, or discussion, and no action may be taken on items heard during this time. Mr. Hale. Yes, sir. Uh, you're not really gagged, by the way. If you follow the supervisors upstairs, they don't uh, take action and get engaged in long conversations, but they can make comments back and forth. Um, again, when you call the audit the last time around, uh, uh, you call for public comment, there was none. That's because nobody had the, the audit at the time. It, you guys had, had received it the day before. You could have replicated it at the last minute and put it out, but you didn't do that. Public has the right to comment on these things, and we were deprived of that right, and that's why you need to go back and redo it. Okay. H have, you, have you now seen and, and seen the audit? I believe it's on the website. It's, it has, yes. it's on the website, and it was passed out at the last meeting. It's, it's my understanding, Mr. Hale, and I, I, I understand your concern that it has been uh, responded to by County Council. Uh, no, that was a that was a, uh, uh, a cease and desist. I have a new thing on the go now, which is a correct and cure. We'll litigate it if we have to. Well, that will be responded to appropriately by the county. Then. Um, and we have County Council here, Stephen Pearl, if you care to have him comment. Sure, Mr. Pearl. Uh, thank you. Uh, the, um, the, at the last meeting, as I informed Mr. Hale in, in correspondence, uh, the, uh, the committee did comply with the Brown Act because the um, materials that were part of the agenda packet, i.e., the, uh, the audit, 
were made available to members of the public at the time they were distributed to your your committee um, they were made available at the meeting when they were distributed to you so the, so there was full compliance with these dynamics okay thank you sir does uh, commissioners have any comment okay I got one question are you are you when you mentioned that are you talking about the, the fact that it was agendized it, the the review of the audit was agendized right. um, the co the complaint that mr. Hale made was because the um, audit itself that which was part of the agenda packet the materials that with um, part of the materials that were considered in, with the agenda item were not provided to the to the members of the public ahead of time at the time the agenda was posted. But what Mr. Hale um, did not understand was that the Brown Act has a provision for situations such as the one that occurred here, which is when um, some of the materials may not be ready yet at the time the agenda is posted. The Brown Act provides that at the time they are provided to the members of the body, they must at that time be presented to the members of the public. If that occurs uh, you know, less than 72 hours before. So the as meeting. long as we didn't receive an advance, uh, the public is not at a disadvantage. Sure, the public can't receive something that you haven't received right. yet. Okay. But did the public receive it on the same day as the agenda? Like when we were having the meeting, did we have the materials here with? That's. That's my understanding. I wasn't here. My understanding is they were made available to the to members of the public at the at the meeting, which is exactly what the Brown Act would require. We we did provide printed copies at that meeting. Uh, I have a series of uh, emails between myself and Mr. Wright where he didn't provide it to me for a couple of days afterwards. I'll produce that for you after this meeting. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, sir. <coughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Um, we'll move on to the director's report, item four. Good afternoon committee members. I have uh, a very meaty director's report thanks to Kevin Wright. We've been very busy preparing a budget and re um, recalling the last year, our first year of Measure A. So I'm going to go through a, uh, a long list of progress that we've made. And number one, the staff has been meeting quarterly to track progress and review how Measure A funds are being spent. Uh, we had our last update meeting in December. As you probably know, you, the park master plan public pro uh, process has been well underway. Um, our principal landscape architect, Stephen Petterly, is over to my left, he, and he and his team have been out uh, promoting public comment on the three park master plans that are out that are being funded by Measure A. Uh, as well as, I think right as we speak, there's an inclusive access plan public meeting underway, and that is the access plan for the open space preserves. So we're very excited about that, also funded by Measure A. There was a great deal of controversy, it was in all the papers about traffic conflict on the Mill Valley Sausalito bike path. We entered into a partnership meeting with our partnership process with the city of Mill Valley the County Sheriff, the Marin Bike Coalition, and many others, and have recently completed improvements to the Mill Valley Sausalito Bike Path 
that were designed to slow traffic and uh, calm traffic and to allow for multi-use on that pathway, especially in points of conflict. So we're very excited about that. You ought to go out and see it. It's very impressive, uh, especially at the Sycamore intersection by the school. The Wildlife Picture Index project is in full swing, and we're getting some magical pictures about the wildlife that are being captured on the cameras that we have. We've got 80 cameras out in the public open space and with our partner agencies, and finding out uh, data about wildlife that, that we had only guessed at before. We've done a lot of extrapolation about what's out there, and now we're getting pictures of them. Uh, the most fun one that I got yesterday was a picture of a bobcat with a mouse in his mouth. <laughs> so very exciting to see who's out there when we're not at night. The road and trail management plan was approved and we're beginning workshops to plan our future on the road and trail plan. That, that plan was approved with um, our planning com commissioners in November, went to the Board of Supervisors on December 16th and projects are underway. Uh, Carl Summers and his team will be out working with the public. First workshops are in March. And everybody's paying very close attention to this. We expect a really good turnout. The products of that, those planning processes will be largely funded by Measure A. The, the improvements to the trail system and decommissioning and improvements to the natural resources and the preserves that are part of it. The cities, towns, and special districts program Kevin reports to me that we have $1.8 million available this year for two dis disbursements to those folks that are receiving that. That includes the uh, 11 municipalities and eight special uh, service districts. Uh, both di disbursements have gone out. The most exciting project completed so far is the Marin Beach uh, Community Service District Playground. I should have brought a picture of that. Did you bring pictures no, of that? No, unfortunately. It made me want to move to Marin Beach. It's got the Pacific Ocean and the rocky cliff in the background and a beautiful brand new green lawn playground in the foreground. Those kids don't know how lucky they are. But that was funded with Measure A. So it's, it's a beautiful, we'll make sure you get copies of that. Where, where is that? Like? In Muir Beach. Muir Beach? Oh, Muir Beach. I thought you said Marin Beach. Muir Beach. Did I say Marin Beach? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Muir Beach. Uh, the. Resource Conservation District is processing paperwork for two disbursements, uh, estimated at $100,000 for restoration projects on easements, easement protected properties. And the Farmland Preservation Program, we're currently reviewing an application from the Marin Agricultural Land Trust for the amount of $412,000, $412,000 towards an easement over the uh, Murphy Family Ranch, which is 106 acres just outside of Tamales, which supports dairy heifer grazing and cow, I'm sorry, row crop agriculture. We hope to have that application finalized and a grant agreement approved by the board prior to July 1st. And the Breathe Respira program is in very full swing. Uh, we've had a couple of very exciting events, even as recently as last weekend. Uh, $83,600,000 was granted to six grantees that serve diverse communities and regions of Marin, as you know. And um, I presented a mid-year update to the Parks and Open Space Commission that we have a large increase in our visitor services. Thank you to those organizations for the people in the communities that previously weren't visiting our programs that are now attending. Uh, the letters of interest for the next year's period is uh, open, the period is open, and it closes on February 27th. Kevin 
reports that we've got a lot of interest now that the word is out about this program and how much benefit it's bringing to the providers out there. Uh, the Committee of the Parks and Open Space Commission is ready to assist with grant selection process for this coming year. The committee composition is the same as it was last year. And all of the information that I've described here and more is on our Measure A webpage, which is um, accessible through the Marin County Parks website. And that completes my report. Thank you. Um, any committee members have questions of a, a very minor one? The animal pictures that are being taken, yes. are those being posted online? Or? They are, you have to belong to a Rotary Club in Marin because I'm doing the show to all of the Rotary Clubs in Marin. Okay. And they're very a very big seller. They will be posted soon. And Sam Abercrombie, who's the project manager for that, is preparing a presentation to take to the commissioners. And um, we'd love to share it with you all. I know you're not meeting again until November. It's going to be in front of the Board of Supervisors soon. As soon as we've got that prepared, I'll make sure that he posts it to the website okay. so you can see it online. I think that'd be a good thing to make available to the schools as well. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, the Rotaries are kind of a tough sell because they've heard our dog and pony show so many times, yeah. and I started showing that. It's a showstopper. People really had no idea what is traveling our pathways at night when we're not there. And it's a, it's a, a parade yeah. all night long. Wait until you get the photo of the bobcat with a neighbor's cat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we probably won't put that one on the website, but I won't say it doesn't idea. happen. Actually, it's usually the coyotes that get the cats. Um, has there been any vandalism at Camry? We have not had, which really surprises us. We're really grateful to people for cooperating. I think it's because Sam and his team really did a good job of describing the project, and people understood what the, um, the cameras were intended to do. Well, thank you. Uh, any are any of the agencies that are applying for uh, funding through the sales tax measure, are any of them able to get other grants or uh, use that to leverage uh, for additional funds? Have you seen any success in terms of leveraging, I says? I'm going to let Kevin answer that. We definitely have. We encourage it. And in their work plan and expenditure report forms, there's a column where they show not only their measure A requests, but also all of the matching funds that go along with mm -hmm. that. And both the city sound special districts and the Marin RCD, the resource conservation district, have had great success matching funds. Yeah, because I think it's an important thing to identify, you know, as you do reports, because you can see that the sale. The, the tax that was passed is actually an investment that actually pays dividends beyond uh, uh, beyond the actual collection of the tax. So there's a multiplier effect that has a big economic boon to the area. So it's just you know as these agencies are able to leverage this money with and secure additional funds, um, you've, you're creating a, a better economy. As I recall, the farmland preservation funds are required to be matched dollar for dollar. That's correct. And the wildlife uh, index project is being matched by the TAM Collaborative. So you're absolutely right. We just went through a really wonderful budget process, which is, I'm not being uh, facetious. Usually the budget process is pretty tricky for us to navigate with all the competing programs in our department. and. Ron Misk is in charge of that, and his middle name is Leverage. He's been really 
emphasizing to all of the department and division chiefs that they need to uh, consider this seed money and to use it to leverage, and they really have taken that to heart, and they will talk more about that later in the agenda. Any further questions on Linda's report? Uh, we'll then, because we'll move on to item five, the update on the Measure A audits. Great. Kevin? So this year, we'll not only have one audit, but two audits. Very exciting. There was a missing piece last year because of the way the timelines worked out in our meetings. So beginning this year, we're going to contract with the Department of Finance. Um, I met again with them yesterday, and they have uh, electronic folders with files of all of our information pertaining to our Measure A subrecipients. So that's the cities, towns, special districts, the Marin RCD, um, any grants to the Farmland Preservation Program, and all of our grantees through the Community Grant Program. So all of those subrecipients will be audited, um, and it's it's also a compliance audit similar to what we went through last year. And the idea is that the Department of Finance will work with us every year, and they'll review at least 50% of um, the subrecipient expenditures or um, number of subrecipients themselves. And over the course of Measure A, they will review 100% of the total expenditures. So over the life of the measure, everything will be reviewed. And um, so it'll be exciting next November to report back to you about that. And um, in just a minute, I'll talk about the timeline. Um, we have two ad hoc committees. One looks at the audit, and one looks at the annual report. So I'll cover some of the, the approximate dates for those things. Um, we've decided to, uh, again, this year contract with Badawi and Associates uh, for a couple of reasons. One, um, they work very well with our staff, and um, they're very familiar now with Measure A and how we work, um, so there's a time savings there. But also the Department of Finance uh, advised us that it's smart to, if, as long as you have a good working relationship with the auditor, hang on to that auditor for a few years. Um, at least you know through half of the life of Measure A, and then reconsider either a partner change or a change in the firm. Um, you know, get a fresh set of eyes on it midway through to make sure that nothing's being overlooked. So we're sort of proceeding down that path. Um, we feel really good about Badawi, so we'll be entering into a contract, and the ad hoc committee will work again with his firm. So regarding some dates. Um, there's going to be an initial Department of Finance Q&A provided for all of the Measure A subrecipients, and this will be a case where we invite all of these subrecipients to come um, meet with us here uh, at the Civic Center. The Department of Finance will be present, and they'll basically, um, one, respond to questions. We provided them um, a PVC list, which I wish I could tell you what that means, but it's basically a, a list of items that they'll be looking for in the audit. Um, Tamara, you actually might know what that. And you said a PBC uh -huh. prepared by clients. Oh, there you go. So uh, that's what that list is about. So um, we'll be soliciting questions when we send out a doodle poll to schedule one or two meetings, and um, folks will show up. The Department of Finance will go through what the audit process will look like. We expect um, some of the subrecipients are, you know, well practiced in some of these procedures, but others may not be. So we want to make sure that they're very well prepared this process. So I will invite the ad hoc committee to that meeting, um, and you can attend if you'd like to. And um, that'll be, the Department of Finance will basically hold their own um, opening audit meetings with each subrecipient, but um, this will be 
an opportunity for the ad hoc committee to sort of meet all the subrecipients and learn from the Department of Finance directly about the process. And then there will be a report out from the Department of Finance to the ad hoc committee and staff in mid-June. And what they intend to provide is uh, a letter to each of the subrecipients letting them know the outcomes of their audit and then a report to us. And we'll review that report in June and then it'll be finalized sometime in July and we'll report out on that in November with the other audit. And then uh, regarding Badawi and our audit, um, in late July, we'll have a kickoff meeting similar to last year, and then uh, mid-October, we'll have a final report out. Kevin, would you re remind us who's on the ad hoc committee, ad hoc audit committee? Sure, it's uh, Raphael Durer, um, Pat O'Brien, and Tamara Hull. And as chair, you have the option today, um, depending on how people are feeling about their roles, to appoint different members. Um, are you, all, three of you, willing to continue on that? Yes. Great. Thank okay. you. Um, any questions of Kevin on the? I do. For the um, subrecipients, do we require them to undergo an annual audit for their own organization um, already? Just are they equipped for this process that they're going to be going through? We require them to be audited by the Department of Finance okay. when they're selected, um, but not to go. Not some other independent audit. Okay. Exactly, um, and again, we're basically doing as much as we can to prepare them in advance. So uh, I believe almost a year ago, we provided them with the PBC list and solicited questions, and we're going to continue to sort of poke at them until we get to that point. Do we think we'll have any that this will be a culture shock or a burden to? Or? I don't believe so. I've been working really closely uh, with some of the community organizations we provide funding to and others, and I think they'll be well prepared. Our goal is to make it easy for them. Yeah. I don't think anyone wants findings. So. No, it's just um, it can be a very tedious process. And if they're not used to doing it annually, they might um, they might have more staff time devoted to that than they realize. So. Exactly. Well, I think uh, giving them a, a chance to understand mm -hmm. the whole process in advance certainly will help. Any further questions? Mr. Chair, before you go to the next item, I forgot something on my director's report. And, you know, we have 11 of these committees, so I'm really embarrassed that I failed to introduce Carla. Um, Carla started on December 8th. Her name is Carla Corday Scott, and she's my new senior secretary, and she is staffing the IPM Commission and this committee and the CSAs. So she's got her work cut up for her, you, know, you all know Callie Beckler. Um, Callie, over the, year, the years the department has grown and grown and grown and then with the introduction of Measure A and um, her pile just started to tip over onto the floor. So, and the field staff lost their um, administrative support when we were going through budget cutbacks. And so we um, hired an additional senior secretary and we split that job. And so now Carla's my right-hand woman and she's staffing a lot of these committees. So she will be assisting you. We're really excited to have her and I'm really embarrassed that I forgot to introduce you, Carla. Well, welcome, Carla. And uh, I, think, I think we all received <laughs> the agenda in minutes. Uh, trying to... Thank you. We'll look forward to working with you. Um, 
Item six, the final fiscal year 13-14 measure A annual report. We're very excited about this piece of paper here. Um, we really appreciate the committee's guidance on how to put an annual report together. Uh, this report includes measure A in the context of our entire department in a template that we're going to use over the life of measure A. And it's been really satisfying to hand this out to community partners and it's been well received both in front of our Parks and Open Space Commission and the Board of Supervisors. And we've heard from park agencies throughout the Bay Area that um, they want to uh, replicate it. So, um, you know, that's all really good news. And we've, we've really blasted this out to um, people in a variety of ways. One, we were really pleased that the libraries stepped up and were such great partners. They basically said, drop off a bunch of boxes and we'll make sure it gets to all of our libraries throughout Marin. So we now have our annual report in every library. Um, it's online, obviously, and we've um, advertised it through social media. And we're sending out a large mailing um, to make sure that our partner organizations, um, the Marine Conservation League, organizations like that, uh, receive a packet of these annual reports so that they're very aware of what's going on. So uh, we think that distribution will really educate people about uh, what Measure A is going toward. And um, finally, at things like uh, when we table at events or go to meetings, we've been handing out a lot of these. So um, really good feedback. And uh, just as far as a timeline for the ad hoc committee who will be working on this next year, it looks like um, we'll meet sometime in August to discuss uh, sort of broad themes and changes for the upcoming report. Again, we'll sort of stick with the same template and work with Mariana to integrate the information we come up with, but we can talk about what the focus is for next year. And then we'll review uh, sort of the draft uh, report design and content in early October, again, before the next <coughs> Community Oversight Committee meeting. Um, and the ad hoc committee for the annual report is? Is uh, Larry Kennings, Michael Dybeck, and Tamara Hall. And so again, you can appoint the same, appoint different Thank you very much for your help. Very good. Um, it's really very attractive. Outside of being very detailed, it's very uh, well laid out, too. It's very nice. And it's Thank easy you. to read. The, the Board of Supervisors really loved it. There was a lot of, we're getting a lot of praise throughout the region. And the, the fiscal year is October, September? It's July 1st through June 30th. Oh, it is, uh, okay. The sincerest form of flattery. Yes. yes. Um, when um, when Measure A was on the ballot, um, I think <coughs> Department of Finance indicated it was about a ten million dollar per year revenue expectation. Was it fourteen point four six three in that fiscal year? It was twelve something. Is that the number? Fourteen. Or is this? Yeah, it looks like 14, 463. Really? Mm -hmm. but was, that's because it had part of, it, it had yeah, April. That's right. It started in, April. in March, I think. <coughs> that was April. Collection. April. March or April. Right. Yes. So it, it's a little more than Correct. 14 yeah. months instead of So it's an extra three problem. months. Yeah, I think the fiscal year brought in 12 and change, but I can find out that exact yeah. number. Still, yeah. It's, um, we're yeah. happy. Great. And we're also not counting on it. You know, we're, we're being, 
conservative when we create Perfect. the budget just to make sure that um, we don't over count the money. Right. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Yes. Continued good economy, local economy anyway. Um, any other questions about the annual report? Through the chair, I just the comment by committee member O'Brien. Uh, he just talked about matching funds for Measure A, and I feel like we're now well set up in the way we're tracking funding to report on that next year and create some kind of graphic that talks about how much funding was leveraged with Measure A money. So I think that will be an important topic next year to talk about. Yeah, and as uh, staff knows, there's a major effort to put a state park bond on the ballot, which would include uh, uh, funding for local agencies throughout California. So uh, no doubt quite a bit of it will be competitive, and um, it really helps when you can come to the table with uh, funds from uh, Measure A uh, as a, a competitive offer so that um, you know, you for agencies that can't do that, you you have an advantage. Yeah. It, it's also an advantage that at this time we're preparing plans for lots of things. You know, trail improvements, uh, park master plans. So we'll be ready with construction drawings right. for some of those when when the funds become yeah. available. Yeah, and, and you're absolutely right. You yeah, you have to be ready too. <laughs> so. Um, so having all that in place, I think doing that advanced staff work is uh, critical. Um, and anticipating the uh, the need to go back to the uh, the voters in five or six years, um, this is a I think a wonderful um, publication and certainly uh, provides I think some great return on investment information. Um, is there any signage with specific improvements that uh, refer to funding by Measure A? You bet. I'm going to let Kevin handle that, but I'll tell you, just before we came in here, I took a walk around the lagoon, and there are improvements to the Cascade Fountains underway, and we have a sign out there that says, Your Measure A funds at work. So I'll let Bunnerji talk about the signage that identifies Measure A. Sure, part of our communications plan for our department uh, regarding Measure A was first to develop um, some visual recognition of Marin County Parks Measure A. There are a lot of different Measure A's, Measure B's, that kind of thing, and people say this all the time, that if you just call it Measure A, it doesn't really help people understand what you're talking about. And so we need some visual recognition, so we created the A with the check mark. Um, linked to some um, identity around Marin County Parks. And what we've done is create sandwich board signs that now rangers and others, when they're doing Measure A-funded projects, put out next to the project. So that's a temporary type of signage. And then we fabricated over 100 um, in the first batch aluminum-backed signs that are permanent signage that have the same Measure A check mark with uh, um, your uh, Measure A funds at work and the Marin County Parks logo. And uh, after a year, we're now seeing a lot of these um, start to go out to our partners, um, and we're going to start putting them up in our own parks. So um, I know they went out to Muir Beach for their playground project. Um, they just went out to Tampa CSD uh, for a bunch of playground projects and other things they completed. So, um, you know, again, the first year was kind of a slow start in getting all this stuff rolled out. and 
but um, I think you're going to start to see a lot of signs and other recognition out there. And that's important because people want to see that the money's being spent. So. Yeah, yeah, 18 inches. Yeah. When oh. they, and they even have like the year range on them, so that would be close to 721, so that you can give people right. an idea. Mm -hmm. I will add that this summer you will see a whole new sign plan implemented throughout the parks and preserves, and that is being funded by Measure A. So um, we're going to have a whole new look, a unified theme. Um, much more information about what's in the parks, what to do in the parks, and that's uh, rollout starts in Ju July. Does that yep. sound right? July. So, uh, and that's a Measure A funded project. So we're not going to say this sign project funded by Measure A, but uh, look for that very soon. Does that include the gates? Is that part of the same? Yes. Okay. Great. Not and not just the gates, not just signs, but we're redoing all of the entryways. Yeah to make them more attractive, more welcoming, uh, and, and to give people, uh, do some human behavior modification mm -hmm. without always saying no, no, no. As well as accessible. Great. Um, then uh, we're on to item seven, staff presentation on the Measure A budget development process and the draft. Right. I'll take care right. of that one. Um, <laughs> Ron. Ron Miska, Assistant Director at Good Afternoon uh, Committee Members. As Linda said, um, we're having a great budget development process, and that really sounds strange because I don't know anybody who looks forward to the budget development process, but um, <clears throat> we're midway through it. We've um, been through some of the more um, complex parts, which has to do with coordination among our teams so that um, um, operations, knows what planning is doing, knows what resource management is doing because now that we're a matrix organization, um, multiple teams work together to implement uh, a number of projects. So it's a, it's a complex budget process uh, that begins actually in October or November when our teams start getting together uh, to discuss um, their own ideas and proposals for um, uh, expenditures for the coming year. Um, this year, I think a couple of things combined to make it a, a, a relatively, um, well, they're never painless, but better than in previous years. Um, first of all, um, the county administrator's office requires all departments now to prepare two-year budgets. So the 15-16 uh, fiscal year budget uh, is the we're in the second year of that two-year cycle. So we actually prepared the budget <clears throat> uh, like 18 months ago. Um, but we, so, but we, uh, so that's one of the things that, and we, we've refined it, and that's why I'm here to talk to you about. Um, and the second thing is uh, we've had a lot of new staff members who, who um, are contributing to uh, the budget development process. And some of, them, some of them just got thrown into the middle of the process last year. So they were just kind of, you know, they were, it was a sink or swim situation. Um, they all know the process now. They all know the coordination uh, and the collaboration that has to occur. 
And uh, I have to say I was, I'm really proud of, of, of the staff for how they handled the budget development process this year because um, they knew it and I think we have a, have a really good budget, uh, draft budget. And I say draft because, and I, we're only really halfway through the process really. We've gone through, we've had a couple of staff meetings uh, and what I mean by staff meetings is meetings of our senior managers going all the way down to the uh, uh, chief rangers and in some cases supervising rangers. Um, and how the, the Measure A budget is developed is very similar to the parks and open space budgets. They're separate processes, but the same people are involved in them uh, because they're separate, separate pots of money. Uh, we first, um, prior to our meetings, uh, managers uh, have to prepare, uh, enter their proposed expenditures into a spreadsheet that's about this long. Um, and uh, uh, that takes a while, but once we finally get all that together, um, it's, it's created in such a way, it's electronically, of course, it's created in such a way that when I press a secret place <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the spreadsheet, it automatically uh, ranks them because they have to fill out, there are criteria that we use to rank. And so um, <clears throat> we, we don't want anybody kind of, oh, it only got that ranking, so I'm going to add a few X's here to make sure it goes up in the, well, that doesn't happen with this process. So. We all get together once the uh, spreadsheet is uh, complete. Um, we go down item by item um, to uh, the managers who are presenting their projects have to present them in detail um, uh, in, in with detailed project descriptions. Um, so then we, uh, we make a number of decisions collaboratively during those meetings. Um, and uh, leave some decisions to me and or Linda. And then uh, we have a second meeting at which we present uh, a, a, a draft revised budget. Um, and uh, actually offer the opportunity for managers to make changes or, or, or discuss any concerns they, they may have. And uh, we just had that meeting uh, last week and uh, just it went great. So, um, and as I said, this is still draft because um, we have yet to um, fulfill our measure A responsibility to, for the Parks and Open Space Commission to hold a public meeting, which will occur in March, uh, where we, uh, we solicit public input related to uh, measure A, proposed measure A expenditures for the fiscal year 15-16. And then the board considers the final version in June right. when they pass the budget. So this year, uh, we will have a, um, a draft budget for, to present to the board during the board's budget hearings, which this year will occur in early April, as I understand it. I don't have the dates for you right now. Um, and that will be a, the, the board's opportunity and our department's opportunity to describe um, all of our budgets, uh, particularly Measure A in the open space district. And then the, the board, uh, this, the final step is board's consideration of approval of the budgets um, in mid to late June. So um, that's kind of where we stand right now in terms of the process. Does anybody have any questions? Um, can I add something before? 
he said there were two things that made it easier. The third important thing that made it easier is we have more money. It's a lot easier when you have Measure A. So, um, and I'm, I want, also want to commend Ron for taking over this process, which was a jumble uh, four years ago, and we completely revamped the process. We set a new priority setting system and ways to weight that together with our managers. The other important thing is it's not two people or three people in a room. We're making sure that we're giving career development opportunities and using a lot of information, going way down into the organization to include people and submitting proposals and sitting around the table and doing shared decision making on this and giving people responsibility. So if somebody has an idea that they submitted early and it was not selected, did not get funded, at least they know why and they were part of the discussion or were able to follow the discussion. And finally, it's Measure A. I mean, it just makes a huge difference to be able to, 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 be able to fund the things that are important to the department. And the, the first year, the, the things that we funded were not as sexy because we were fixing things that were long, uh, long deferred maintenance and, and creating plans so that we could move forward. But um, it has been, I, I came in, at 9 o'clock last Thursday, and they were, the entire management team was in the conference room, and I just stood in the doorway and got choked up. They were just working so well together. And they were, the natural resource manager, Mishan, was defending an operations project, and they're really getting into each other's projects and understanding them and making trade-offs and conceding to each other. It was really, it's really been magical to watch. How's your uh, training budget? says are you emphasizing certain things in training well actually we've started holding budget development seminars okay. um, I'm taking every opportunity to to mentor I mean I'm Great. my position I've been here 26 years and I see my position as kind of um, evolving into that because we have a lot of new staff members and a lot of a lot of young staff members and I want to grow their capacity and, and I, I want them to be able to take over leadership positions if not here then elsewhere uh, when they move on. And the other, we do an employee survey here at Marin County every two years to ask people how they feel about working here and how, how, how we can improve and career development was a big item there and we were pursuing really traditional training and some of it didn't make sense. And so we put together a training committee that's across all of the divisions and members of the rank and file are on that committee and they're identifying, writing up on the board exactly what it is we're asking them to do as part of their job, what the gaps we have, they have in the way that we're preparing them to do those jobs. And they are being tasked with identifying training needs, finding providers and prioritizing the list across all the divisions. So we're working yeah. very hard on that. Another good thing that happened um, this past year is um, the supervisors, and again, there are two new supervisors of the three, uh, Max Corton and Chris Chamberlain, together with the one who's been here for quite a while, Brian Sanford. Um, they looked over all of the projects, particularly in parks, and they, they kind of packaged them in a, in a very successful way that enabled them to describe their importance um, and they uh, tagged specific projects with specific, specific dollar amounts 
So what they can do is they can task the chief ranger at a particular park, says, here's what you have to do. Here's your project, here's the money that you have for these particular projects through Measure A. It's your responsibility to follow through on those projects within those budgets and let me know if you can't. So we're, we're, we're that's another way that we're kind of uh, helping professional development, we're mm -hmm. promoting accountability and responsibility and, and ha having budget development, moving it down into the organization so people understand how the budgets are developed. Right. So well, and that's a good team building. Yes. Uh, and also look into the future as new exactly. people can develop skills and uh, professionalism. And then I, <coughs> I, I one additional question on your equipment budget. Have you been able to uh, increase your equipment budget? Uh, because, you know, modernizing equipment, I actually have seen that very good equipment, but modernizing it and keeping it up is a really important thing in terms of efficiency and safety. Yes, um, we have been able to do that. Um, we are trying to minimize the amount of equipment that we purchase with Measure A funds. Mm -hmm. um, we realize, though, yeah. as I believe you all do, that if you're going to add staff, you need to equip them. Mm -hmm. You need that they need vehicles, they need supplies, they need materials. Um, but we've been trying to push, like for example, vehicle purchases for those new people, push them to the open space district budget because sure. we really want to get projects on the ground. We want to have rangers out there performing visitor services functions. Um, so we, we don't want to, there are some, some, there are very few equipment expenditures in the yeah. Measure A budget. Um, but again, we want to focus on, on the no, ground that, work. That makes total sense. I, I was asking the question more in the broad sense than uh, I understand. But we had trucks with 20 years and 250,000 miles on them and they were costing a, a great deal of money just to keep on the road and we have done a lot of vehicle replacement. Great. So I'm not done yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I wanted to do is kind of give you a, you know, um, kind of a, uh, some quick, uh, you know, movie, like the movie previews, you know, I just want to give you a sense of what's coming up for 15, 16 and give you a sense of the magnitude of expenditures associated with certain functional areas within the department. As part of the budget development process, we've identified, we've categorized expenditures uh, in various general functional areas. These are our department's core functions. Um, and it's been, a, Linda asked for this, it's one of the first things when she got here, so that she was able to make the case to the board and to the public about how much we're spending on certain functions and the needs, the ongoing needs there are in, uh, in order to do our jobs well and to fulfill our mission. So um, I'm gonna go through these um, functional area by functional area, just give you some highlights. And then I'll kind of give you an over my overall impression of the 15-16 the budget. Um, the first category in, uh, first of all, in terms of overall expenditures, we're going to be using, we're going to be spending money that we didn't spend in in the previous fiscal year, either in 13, 14, um, or 14, 15. So our budget is actually going to be more than the revenues that we're just going to be getting in. 
uh, that we anticipate in 1516 because um, <clears throat> it's not playing catch up, but we now have the capacity. We now have, have had the people on board for about a year, six months, nine months, whatever. They're oriented, they, know, they have work plans, they know what they're gonna be doing. So we can really get moving on making progress. But uh, so our budget is uh, gonna be $6,300,000 roughly, or that's what our expenditures are going to be amounting to, uh, with total expenditures uh, of about a quarter of a million dollars over that. And again, that's leverage, that's, we're looking at $250,000 worth of grants or other sources of funding that we're using. I want to see that number grow. As Linda said, I keep hammering on staff that you know we need to leverage this money. Uh, part of the problem is that there isn't a lot of there a lot out there, and why we're hoping so much for the state to come through somehow with uh, some of these uh, uh, bond measures in the in the near future. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to give you that brief overview. Um, so in terms of road and trail management, primarily we're looking at erosion control and sediment reduction projects, uh, a total of about $340,000. Uh, a big chunk of that uh, is uh, implementation of uh, projects that, are, that will be coming out of the road and trail management plan. Uh, we're also looking at uh, uh, a trail improvement project in the Loma Alta Preserve, um, referred to as the plunge. Moving on to vegetation management, a similar magnitude of expenditure, uh, $318,000. And uh, the lion's share of this money has to do with uh, our routine uh, flashy fuel reduction, um, broom removal. Um, and this includes work not only in parks, but open space preserves. Um, so yeah, the, the lion's share there, that $318,000 we're looking at about 285,000 for the purposes I just described. Um, we, in order to leverage money, our, our, our managers, project managers, and super, they're, they're, their plates are loaded, so um, we need to contract for grant writing services, which is, we're gonna be doing that this year, and we're gonna be setting aside um, $50,000 for that purpose in the coming fiscal year as well to help us leverage that money. We see that as an investment that we're gonna, that's gonna pay itself back many times over. Uh, the next cat functional category, vis visitor services and commu community engagement that involves our communications program, um, uh, visitor education, patrol and enforcement, uh, our volunteer program, uh, and our environmental education program as well. So there are a number of programs that fall under the functional area of visitor services and community engagement. We're looking at spending a total of approximately uh, $600,000 there and some of the larger projects uh, involve um, uh, our implementation of the sign plan that Linda mentioned, um, the $100,000 that we put aside for the community grant program um, and um, Actually, then there are some administrative functions in there as well, including the Measure 8 audits and the annual report. So those, those are just some of the few expenditures proposed there. Um, in terms of uh, the next functional category, um, open space facility and infrastructure management, uh, 
total of only $80,000 there. Um, this includes uh, uh, an expenditure for the um, uh, accessibility plan for the open space preserves, as well as the very popular dog waste disposal program. <laughs> now we get to... And what was the total in that category again? That's $80,000. 80, we get to... This is where the rubber meets the road. Um, we had challenges last year. We had so many needs, and while we have a, have a, a good process to sort out and prioritize those needs, we, had, we still had to make some tough decisions. But we have aging facilities in our parks and preserves um, that cost a lot of money to, to, to address and to fix. Um, and so, so in some of those, we, we, we funded them. But in others, we just said, we can't do it this year. Uh, and for others, we said, we'll put aside some money in this year's budget, but we won't do anything and we'll use it all, we'll, we'll make another allocation in the, the following fiscal year, 15, 16, so we'll have all the money to do it at that time. Um, so that's, those are some of the chal uh, challenges and decisions we had to make in the current fiscal year. Uh, but now we have the staff, we have the plans, and we have the money. And so I'm, uh, the ne this next category is called, a uh, functional category, it's called uh, parks, landscape, or CSA facility and infrastructure management. And just to give you the sense of magnitude, we're looking at an expenditure of $4.7 million here. And we're looking at some major capital facility renovations and improvements. Um, there are a number of them here. I'm just looking for the big numbers right now. Uh, McNear's Pier out at McNears Beach Park, a very, very popular facility, but aging. Um, and we're looking, it, it, um, there's a lot of work that needs to be done uh, as a result of cracks that occurred in the foundations, salt water gets in there. Uh, so we're looking at an expenditure there of, of uh, $816,000. Um, and um, let's see. Yeah, so this is one of those projects where we're, we're using $300,000 uh, previously allocated in the current fiscal year. Um, we're looking at the implementation of the constructing the, the dog park and, at McInnes Park and, and some ball field renovation work and ADA improvements. We've had the McInnes Park master plan adopted and all of its environmental review fulfilled for at least five years. We've never had the money to implement it. Um, the dog park and the play fields have been the highest priority items to implement first. And as a consequence, we're putting in, uh, making a major investment to begin uh, the work that was planned at least five years ago for, the, uh, for uh, McGinnis Park. Does your property include a property where the vine is now, or is that no. separate county property? That's the Helen, Helen Vine yeah. is a small parcel that's part of the Silvera Ranch. And the wild care is going to move into that. Helen Vine, as you may have heard, is moving out. Yeah. But that's a little uh, corner of the Silvera Ranch. We share the access with them, and we will be sharing uh, programs and facilities with wild care, but it is not ours. Okay. 
um, we'll be making a $150,000 investment in the bike path uh, between Stafford Lake uh, uh, Park and, um, uh, that connects that connects Stafford Lake with uh, Novato. Um, this makes sense because we have the bike park. The first phase of uh, bike park will be uh, finished this summer, uh, and we want to make improvements to that to that somewhat treacherous path, uh, so that people can get there easily and safety. Safe. The city's going to go have these with us. Yes. Um, we are setting aside some money for to so we have these master plans that are under development right now. Uh, we want to have some money in the next fiscal year to start knocking off some of the some of the high priority projects from there. So we have a, a one hundred twenty five thousand um, uh, dollar expenditure for a project emerging from that master plan process. Um, Uh, we have some natural resource uh, protection issues in our parks. Even though our parks are managed primarily for, for recreation, we do have the responsibility to steward those lands as well. Just looking at a $75,000 expenditure to repair a head cut, uh, that's actually above the bike park, uh, but not caused by or in the bike park at Stafford Lake. So we'll be taking care of that. Um, we have another aging pier at Paradise Beach Park, and we're making $100,000 investment there um, uh, for, to develop the engineering plans and fulfill our, our CEQA, uh, California Environmental Quality Act, and permitting requirements. Um, and um, we need a, we need a, um, we have facilities that we have for our field staff, like, uh, for example, the, the Landscape Services Operations Facility um, that probably had to be, should have been replaced 15 years ago. Uh, that has been patched and bandaged up. Um, we need to make an investment in that facility. Uh, we're going to be uh, making some major improvements there in addition to uh, relocating our native plant, volunteer native plant nursery to that location. And so. uh, as you know, we're an award-winning integrated <coughs> pest management program. When you use integrated pest management and try to reduce chemical use, you're using human beings. It's much more labor-intensive, and we've got a whole crew that does vegetation management, and they're going to be located there with the landscape services staff, so we're adding office space down there as well. So then, I, those are some of the big numbers. But then, I, I just you know remember I told you about the the um, the superintendents and how they packaged the information this year. For example, you know we have line items for playground surfacing, safety improvements. These are some of the more mundane things, but they need to get done, and they're going to be very visible. Uh, fencing repairs in parks and landscape areas, parking lots striping and curb repainting. Mm -hmm. Just some of these basic things that we have not been able to get to for years. Um, hazard tree maintenance and pruning. You know, over the years of, of deferred maintenance, we've lost major investments in, in our landscaping areas throughout our parks. So now we're able to start taking out some of that dead stuff and replanting things. So um, there are a number of expenditures associated with just those routine things that we did not have either the money or the staff to deal with them over the years. So 
that, that concludes my presentation. Um, um, but I just want to say that again, um, this there is the opportunity for for public comment at the uh, March Parks and Open Space Commission meeting in fulfillment of Measure A requirements, so that the public may offer their own uh, suggestions. And the other thing I want to say is that staff just doesn't these things just don't pop out of the air. I mean, in terms of we. In the course of our work, we deal with many community partners and organizations and individuals who suggest ideas to us for improvements and projects and whatnot. And we take those into consideration. Um, and uh, some of them may enter into the, to the process and, and may make it through the prioritization process. But just want to let you know that it's, it's, we don't do this in a vacuum. That, that we're using the, the, the input that we get uh, from, from the commission, from, from members of the public throughout the year to help us uh, come up with the proposed expenditures that end up in the process. So uh, with that, I'll, I'll uh, conclude my presentation and answer any questions that you may have. <coughs> um, well, I have a question that actually unrelated to this. Okay. Um, and I should have asked it um, a couple of items ago. Um, and I, I don't think this is primarily the Parks Department's province, but uh, Measure A revenues are received um, and then expended, but there's always um, an unexpended amount that's carried, carried forward. Who has custody of that? Is it the county or the state? The county. No, we do. County. Yeah. And is, is the county able to invest that even in a paltry return? I believe it does. I mean, there are laws associated with the investment, so you, right. you, but it's called arbitrage, Anti -arbitrage I think. Anti-arbitrage laws, right. Right. And, um, but I believe those monies are invested. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure they, they apply here. Those, those apply mainly to funds from another public agency <coughs> that you can't then reinvest them at a profit. Right. But yeah. I think since these are tax revenues, it's directly. Anyway, okay, so uh, the county is is responsible. Now, that isn't part of the Measure A audit process, I assume, the, the unexpended funds. It's only the expended funds that... It's um, a good question. You know, that's a good question, and I don't know the answer to that, but we, we will get back to you. Well, it, it, I mean, probably have to re read the ordinance, but I, <coughs> I mean, I'm sure those funds are audited at some level, but... But whether or not we're making money on them is well, something I, that I can't answer the question. Yeah, I suspect, well, I, I mean, the county would if it could, I'm sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. so. But Dowie actually in their first audit um, reviewed, everyone's required to uh, maintain the funds they receive in a separate account. And so they looked at not only the amount that the county received, but also any interest that was accrued on that, that money. I don't know exactly what they looked at, but I'd be happy to ask. Well, I would just be curious if, if Badawi Associates and, and we had any oversight responsibility for the unexpended funds. I know our primary responsibility seems to be to audit and, and oversee the expenditures. It's a good question. But uh, I'd just be, I suspect not, but I'd be curious. We'll, we'll do some research and get back to you. Um, okay, well, thank any further questions of Ron? 
Okay, thank you, Ron. It sounds like you have quite a, uh, a fulsome process in, it's, in budget planning. It, yeah, it's a good one, I think. Um, and the last item I think on we, don't, we need to get public comment open. Oh, I'm sorry. Public Is there public comment on that item? Yeah, in, on every item. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah. Oh, yeah. any public comment on the uh, budget process? Um, okay. Um, final matter is a review dates and agendas for upcoming committee meetings. Right. So again, this coming September, uh, staff will be pleased to host a tour of Measure A project sites. We had fun putting that together last year. It's of course optional for committee members, but it's a way that you can get out to our public lands and um, also the public can join you and learn about um, fiscal year 1415 projects. So I'll line up a nice little circuit for that um, and we'll uh, figure out what date works best for everyone. So we'll be doing that. And then our next community oversight committee meeting is November 12th from two to four in this location. It's quite a ways away. Um, we'll have a number of ad hoc committee meetings focused on the audits and annual report between now and then. Um, but during that November meeting, we'll have uh, an election of officers That'll happen every November from there on out. Um, we'll have presentations on the audits as we did last year. Um, we'll present the draft annual report and I'll uh, give extensive presentations I did last year about all the expenditures from uh, fiscal year 14-15. And then Ron will present um, the final 15-16 budget to you. Um, Kevin, would you would you let committee members know of the dates and times of the open space committee meeting and in, in March, of sure. the supervisor's budget hearing for those who might be interested in You mean the Parks and Open Space Park, Commission yes. meeting and then that would be in March and then the early April board meeting right. <laughs> budget. Yes. Exactly. I will. Okay, well, are there any other matters that committee members wish to raise? Well, we seem to be, I'm sorry, Tamara? Um, to go back to your question, I um, have a copy of the ordinance with me, and um, it says in here for the duties of the citizen, the community oversight committee, um, that the responsibility of each committee should be to review plan expenditures on right. an annual basis. And That's what I thought. Yeah, there's, I just skimmed it, there's nothing else that says anything about, you know, the lesser amount. Right, the, Thank the you. total funds. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. Since there's, I believe at the moment, there's a fairly significant amount of revenue that's not yet been budgeted. Or Especially in the acquisition pot. Right. Well, it's budgeted now, or it will be with the 15, oh, yeah. 16 budget. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But, yeah. <coughs> okay. Um, well, if there are no further matters or questions, then um, we are adjourned. Thank you very much. Thank you all. Thanks.